how can we reprogram ourselves essentially to do better because unfortunately a lot of the way that people act is from the way that they were raised to a certain extent or what they have just taken in and the more and more that their mind replays it and replays it certain neural pathways literally get strengthened and strengthened from an age that you can't even consciously think about doing those things you're a sponge absorbing society absorbing the messages that oh you're you're too fat you're not good enough you need to buy this thing and in order to be successful and what's the idea of success and all this stuff is put on you and we have certain abilities that have been limited just by structural things and i think it's it's a beautiful thing that a lot of people are realizing okay it doesn't necessarily have to be this way What the hell is up, you guys? I have my dear friend, Kylie Strasser, joining us today. She is a yogi, a healer, a spiritual guru. She's also vegan, which is how we met. And she is gonna talk to you guys today about practices of how to feel better, how to focus on yourself, how to get into a routine and, and form good habits. And we're also gonna get into her story of what led her to spirituality, what led her to veganism, what led her to activism. And hopefully this episode is super helpful to you guys wherever you're at in your journey. So I guess with that, Kylie, welcome and thank you so much for coming on. Hi, Jamie. Thank you so, so much for having me. It is an absolute honor to be here and to everybody listening. It is an honor to be able to speak to you all. Um, And I'm just excited to share some info with you guys and hopefully help anybody and they're along with their journey. You are the best. Honestly, there's so much I want to learn from you because guys, I called Kylie up maybe three weeks ago and I was like, babe, I'm dying. I am literally dying from the inside out. I just can't take it anymore from seeing so much horrific graphic animal torture footage to just being so immersed with like the suffering in the world and never putting myself first. And Kylie got to that point in her life and she knew that she needed some type of spiritual grounding and some sort of practice to help her heal. So being that you're now two to three years into your spiritual journey, why don't you just talk a little bit about yourself and give us a general intro? Sure. Okay. Um, So, you know, I had a pretty typical life, I would say, American suburbs. Um, Around the age of like 12, 13, I went through a really horrible depression, kind of ran through my family, whatever. But there was a few years of my life at a very young age that I endured a lot of internal pain um, and where I wanted to, you know, not be in this world anymore and harming myself, whatever. It was a lot to deal with at a very young age. Um, and then I was kind of I, I did eventually start therapy. Um, I was forced at one point by my parents once they kind of found out, oh, God, my daughter's like insane. But <laughs> not that I was at the time. But um, eventually on my own terms, I found a therapist um, and that kind of started some things because thankfully she was into mindfulness. And that was the first time I would really um, delved into that term. I mean, even as a child, I was very... Um, hippie-like, you know, peace signs, all that, but I never had really dove in in that um, realm, but she helped me kind of take up a meditation practice, and that really helped me immensely, and I was an active, like, meditator for years um, because of that, and it created a bit of separation between myself and my awareness and who I truly am, and then the emotions that I was experiencing, so it was around age... uh, 15 or so, once I had kind of, the therapy had helped a lot, and I was getting more in touch with myself, I had, you know, kind of made a transition from one chapter of my life to another, and this was when I discovered uh, veganism, and I had just, it was for, like, Girl Scouts, it was some weird assignment, we had to watch, like, pick a video about, like, food and watch it, so I watched, like, Food Inc., and then that led me down a rabbit hole of a bunch of other documentaries, and it wasn't just with veganism, but I realized, wow, this is happening and I'm paying for it. And it's something that I'm not in alignment with that I don't want to support, but that's something that I'm doing. And I was like, this is crazy. And so I decided, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. And 
haven't really looked back since and I've just felt so much more in alignment with who I truly am and what I'm truly wanting to put out into the world and like I said it wasn't just with veganism it was with a lot of other things too like clothes I was buying or you know products and I mean obviously I'm still human like I will get something at the store like a normal person but um looking into the you know the source of things more and realizing where the power and money lies in this world um but that was around age 15 or so so I'm going throughout high school now um kind of already an odd one out because of the veganism thing but that also led me down you know other realms of okay like I'm putting this energy into my body of these plants and kind of getting into all that and nutrition and mental health and then I already had that mindfulness background um reading a lot of books and something that kind of got me off my path a little bit was I fell in love unfortunately with somebody that wasn't the kindest to me um like many women I think this is a common experience unfortunately you're not really aware of what you 100% deserve or are worthy of or just what human beings in general should be treated um and that kind of threw me off my path. And even my veganism, it made me take steps that I now would not, you know, tolerate. I would go fishing with him and watch him do that. And I now, it wasn't in alignment with me then, but I sacrificed it for, you know, love and whatnot. But um, you shouldn't have to do that. But anyways, that whole relationship was a spiritual experience in itself because it took me to such an insane low state with that I didn't even realize was possible even lower than you know when I was young because now I was older and I had all this information and I was just entering college um and I was so so lonely even though I had people in my life I felt nobody could understand me and then COVID happened and I think this was for a lot of people um uh launching pad almost for some type of awakening one way or another um I eventually spending a lot of time with my with myself stuff happened broke up with him that was also an extreme amount of you know pain and suffering that I was experiencing and but I'm so grateful for all of all this stuff that I've talked about in my life although it's you know sad in one way or another it has led me to find such beauty in the life that I'm living currently and even the life that I was living then um and I would say I I started reading A New Earth by um Eckhart Tolle I think is how you pronounce his name not totally sure but that was like that was a a launching pad and it really just put everything that I was thinking and feeling into words and I think as silly as this is TikTok also played a role because my like it was a bunch of people sharing, you know, their experiences and all this stuff. And my For You page became very specialized to me and this conscious awakening of the collective. And it was so interesting to watch and to see. Um, And at this time, I was still kind of seeing the therapists from high school. But I had realized, okay, there was a, a there was a piece missing, right? I had done all the kind of, quote unquote, work um, I had take, tried medication, I had tried, you know, all these types of exercises, which I'm not trying to discredit any of those, but it can only, I think, take you so far. And I didn't realize what was missing until I was able to welcome in this um, different type of energy into my life and into my being. And it's funny because now looking back, that's what, two years ago now? And the amount of growth and change that has happened to me in the past two years has felt like a roller coaster. And um, I started seeing a spiritual counselor instead of a therapist. Um, And that also kind of sent me on like a rocket. She's really, really cool. And I've learned so, so much from her. Um, So many, you know, recommendations, books and techniques that I have been able to share with other people, people in my life and just being able to exist in this world in a way that is more promoting of inner peace and it's it's just and yes all of all of that beautiful you know which I think is inherently like that's the feeling of this whole you know place and energy that runs through everything you can see it in nature you can see it in 
children and all these things. So realizing that and yeah, yeah. And there are so many things that are put on top of us to distract us, make us feel one way or another. But um, it's been a, a crazy two years and I'm happy that I'm at the place I'm at now to the point where I can even share any of this knowledge with anybody. You brought up so many things that I think people listening are going to relate to more than you even realize. Everything from mm-hmm. heartbreak and relationships to reaching your bottom. I mean, that is a very young age to even have these thoughts of like not wanting to be here anymore, to be experiencing adversity in your life. And I think all of these, as you said, bumps along the way needed to happen for you to then reach this growth. Because I feel like so many people just follow the flow, go with the crowd. They're like, all right, well, I'm supposed to go to school. I'm supposed to go to college. I'm supposed to get married. I'm supposed to have kids. And then by the time they look at the clock, they're 40 years old and so much time has passed and they're not following their passions. They don't feel really their true nature. I think, and that's how Eckhart Tolle describes it in the book that I'm reading now, uh, The Power of Now, is which it is. And, and what that's it is, is one. we have to learn to be present in in the moment mm-hmm. and, and really seize the day because a lot of people just live for an imaginary tomorrow, something that truly does not exist. So unlike you, I'm super new to all of this and I'm very far away from reaching any sort of enlightenment. I definitely, I think as a vegan and as somebody that connects wholeheartedly to all living beings, that in itself is a spiritual awakening, but now taking it to the next level and finding more love and compassion. And I think a lot of you guys that are listening to the podcast, you might come from a background of activism where you're seeing just horrific footage all the time, every day, you're seeing so much suffering and it can be very overwhelming. And so Kylie's going to now share this, this beginning of seeing her spiritual counselor. And we're going to talk about different exercises to do, different books that help you reach this place in your life. And what I love so much about spirituality is that it's an ever-growing thing. This is not something that you know, you read one book and you're awake, you're awake, you're woke. You know what I mean? It's something that there's so much to learn. Everything from just energy to crystals to afterlife to being in the present moment to silencing your mind. Peace and happiness literally comes when your mind is silenced, when you are meditating and when it is a consistent thing. And so often we we, we just let our minds ramble and let our minds run. And then we go down these rabbit holes and, and, and it's scary. It's really scary because sometimes I'm like, oh my God, am I going to come out of this? Like, am I going to be able to get out of this? So how do we start this process? It's almost overwhelming. So like take a step by step. You meet with the spiritual counselor. How did you find her? Sure. Um, so <laughs> that's an interesting story. So I was like kind of looking up, okay, like how do you even find that? Because I was looking up like spiritual therapists and all that was coming up was like, you know, Catholic or Christian because you know we're just in the west and that's like how it is and that I I completely respect but it wasn't necessarily aligning with me at the time um and so there's this app called Top Hat which you can find ranging from people that do spiritual counseling tarot readings to like a plumber and like housework and just anything anywhere you can kind of find on there um And so I looked up, like, spiritual counselor, and I had contacted a few people, but this was um, somebody that had, like, messaged me back, and she sent me, asked me to, like, send her videos of me explaining, you know, my story, who I am, etc. And after I do that, she calls me, and we have, like, a 30, 40-minute conversation, just her telling me, like, so many things, and having the most soothing comforting presence and energy um and it was exactly like when I needed it too I was on the brink of tears driving actually and she calls me um and that was kind of just how it started and she didn't charge me for that at all and even now because I'm like a college student working whatever like her normal prices that she charges she was able to reduce it to fit my cost because she genuinely feels 
that this is like her soul's work because helping other people helps to raise, you know, the collective frequency of the earth. And so, I mean, of course, I want to give her some something for her work that she's doing because it's well deserved. And I wish I could give her everything. But she also understands, you know, logistically, the world that we're in is not cut out. But um, the budget with even just therapists, it's like I, I can't afford it. And mm -hmm. it's like, do you put your mental health or do you buy food <laughs> for some people? Yeah, no, it really is, is, is not okay. It should be an absolute right for everybody. I totally, totally agree with you. And I think if it was, this world would be a lot calmer of a place if we all were able to, you know, have t not only the, the money, but the time and the energy to self-reflect and figure out, okay, how can we reprogram ourselves essentially to do better because unfortunately a lot of the way that people act is so from the way that they were raised to a certain extent or what they have just taken in and the more and more that their mind replays it and replays it certain neural pathways literally I love the connection between science and spirituality I, I would love to talk about that but um certain neural pathways literally get strengthened and strengthened from an age that you can't even consciously think about doing those things you're a sponge absorbing society absorbing the messages that oh you're you're too fat you're not good enough you need to buy this thing you need to do this or do that and in order to be successful and what's the idea of success and all this stuff is put on you and through even language Eckhart Tolle talks totally talks about like how that is somewhat limiting you know we we label things oh that's a tree that's this that's that and reducing it to just a simple term but it's so much more than that and I think we have certain abilities that have been limited just by structural things and I think it's it's a beautiful thing that a lot of people are realizing okay it doesn't necessarily have to be this way and that's the thing too is yeah, that you can change you can change and and what you see is family trauma is passed down from you know the the mm -hmm. great-grandmother to the grandmother to the mother to the child and 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 it, even even health issues as well when you look at what people are eating a lot of the time people are like oh mm -hmm. heart disease runs in my family honey what is everybody eating in your family that's the real question yeah even cancers only 10 percent of cancers are genetic 90% of cancers are from the environment, from what you're consuming. And this is just mm -hmm. fact. You can look this up. And I think that you bring up a really great point because this does not have to define you. There are ways mm -hmm. to then go back into your inner child, into your subconscious and heal those little th that little child within you that's just suffering. And you said this to me a few weeks ago, Kylie. You said you need to treat yourself like you would the little child, the little Jamie. Like, look at little Jamie and 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 be as kind to her as you are would be to yourself today, as you should be to yourself today. Sorry, continue. 100%. But that was just something that was really poignant. I think that you brought up because so many people don't fully understand why they are the way that they are, why certain things trigger mm -hmm. them. And so much of it is just in our subconscious and it just manifests in our behavior. I come from a family of alcoholism and it has affected me in so many ways that you don't even understand like, oh, why do I make such a big deal out of such little things? It's like, maybe it's because when you were younger, you grew up in such chaos. And I mean, I could mm -hmm. go on and on about it, but Okay, so you, you find the spiritual counselor on... Thumbtack. I'm so sorry. I have another app called Top Hat. It's Thumbtack. Yeah, it has like a blue logo with a T through it. But um, I can also send you like a list of resources, books, all that stuff if you wanted to put it in the description. And yeah, guys, I'm going to put that in the show okay. notes for you to look. And so, okay, so you have this beautiful conversation with her. So talk about, okay, now mm -hmm. you're now seeing her weekly, two weeks. What are the, the lessons? What's going on now? Mm -hmm. So this was an interesting point in my life because it had been like a year or so since the breakup that I had had. And I was still like, I was like, why is this still taking me so long to get over? And that was something that we would talk about, but she would often kind of stray away from it and it would frustrate me. Some of the things she would like talk about something with herself and I was like, hmm, this and that. And then I realized, oh, that's so much of like my ego, right? And after most conversations, I would be like, oh, there was a reason for her telling me this story or for her straying away from this or that. And a lot of it I realized wasn't even actually 
the relationship. I was putting so much blame on these external things of, oh, this person did this and they made me feel this way. And of course, you know, to a certain extent, external things can affect you internally. But a lot of things, the reason why they affect you is much more important than the actual, you know, action that's happening to you. Becoming aware is I think mm-hmm. the beginning and that's where to start is oh, yeah. and I think a lot of that if you just take five minutes a day sit and meditate your thoughts are going to roam but you just sit there and just focus on your breath anytime your mind wanders bring it back to the breath and you can start to recognize where your mind goes and by the way guys I am no pro at this like I really do need to meditate more clearly Uh, but I think this is a great start because just like Kylie said she was seeing herself get a little frustrated she became aware of that and then she started to think maybe this is because of something that's deep down inside me that I need to heal a hundred percent and I think it's interesting hearing you talk to and being like, oh, I'm a beginner. I don't know anything. And I can understand that. And I honestly still am like, I know the more. Here's the thing, guys. The more that you get into this, the less you are certain about anything, the less you feel like, you know, I'm like, I don't I'm like Jamie's trying to have me on her podcast. I don't know what I'm talking about. This is all like I, I, I can't say anything for certain, you know, one way or another. But I am grateful to to share. You're, you're yeah, sharing what has helped you. And for that, I think everybody's going to find that super helpful and useful. I mean, everybody has a starting place, right? So Mm -hmm. you start to recognize, okay, so these are certain things that you're, you're, you're beginning to realize about yourself. So then what is, what, what, so what happened after that? Um, here, I just want to go back to a point that you said about beginning real quick. Um, cause I find, okay, like even for me right now, I haven't meditated in so long and I'm like I know that I should I know I should right and there's some resistance for one reason or another and that's okay and I've realized okay there's so many other ways to experience like divinity and spirit that isn't necessarily in that well of course you know there's all these proven benefits yada yada but if you're doing something and you feel such resistance I think that makes it difficult to quote-unquote start so I feel like For example, like I really like journaling. I find that to be super helpful for me. But a lot of people just cannot do it. They they hate it. Um, Other people might find, you know, running, they're able to quiet their mind and just be in that space and be connected with their body. I'm like, no, thanks. I would rather do yoga. So like everybody finding out, I think, what works for you and using that as a starting point and just cultivating some type of practice for yourself and also being being patient and gentle, you know. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, especially with social media. You see, oh, my God, they're living their best life. They they have green smoothies every day and like do Pilates and this and that. But like we're all human at the end of the day. You don't see the background of those people's lives, what's actually going on in their mind day to day. And you're just with yourself. And I think it's important to uh, be kind and patient and just figure out what works best for you and what you find the most enjoyment and fulfillment out of and following that and that will lead you to wherever you need to go there's not really a a specific yeah I I don't know where my neck like I'm like okay show me where I'm what's going on where I'm going and then I just kind of follow it honestly that is I think really really poignant and do not compare yourselves to others just like Kylie said you're gonna I have I'm a major fault of it you know you see all these beautiful models and whatnot on Instagram and TikTok. And it's like, I then start to feel so bad about myself. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, one of my friends is, is, you know, starring in the next HBO series. Another one's on American Idol. And then I'm just out here, like, what am I doing? But that right there is me comparing myself to others, which number one, doesn't make me feel good about my place. Number two, we're all on our own paths. And number three, it's, it's not, helping in any way it's just Mm -hmm. it's just Mm -hmm. you know not helpful and it's not helping you grow either as a person I I think using yourself as your competition is the way to go is to to look at at yourself and be like I want to be better next year I want to be more kind next year and I want to Mm -hmm. I don't know whatever your goal is I want to run more next year do more yoga meditate and and use and use yourself as a pillar to then better yourself but also as Kylie said being gentle and not not 
beating yourself up um, for for going out and partying with your friends one night. Like maybe you needed that. And I find mm-hmm. that like I've been very, very hardcore and tough with veganism. And I have very little patience for people that eat animals, partly because I've seen just so much suffering. But what I've realized and what I'm realizing now is I've had to go at my own pace, you know, and I want somebody to be vegan in the long run. It's helpful to guide them, show them the benefits, the positives and, and all the benefits with it and gently push. But, you know, it's it's hard because I hate saying, oh, take it slow and take it easy because animals are dying and being killed and it's mm-hmm. very violent. But I think we need to get there for ourselves because ultimately I can't force anybody. And if they mm-hmm. are, if they resent me for it or are only doing it for me, it's not something that's going to last. And in the long run, I, I want everybody to be eating healthy, feeling better, eating better for the planet and of course ethically for the animals so I think that's a really really good point 100% agree with you and I think like in regards to veganism and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are somewhat you know veg curious whatever um it's so much to take on like just even seeing that the world even you know not even with animals but like the world right now what's going on seeing all this and then taking it in and not really having a way to like process it or a healthy outlet that was at least me for the very a lot of the beginnings of like veganism was just all these horror suffering I could feel what these you know animals were feeling and I it it made me so angry and I understand exactly where that that fire comes from and to a certain extent I see it as something beautiful because it's out of, you know, a desire for justice and compassion. But what I also realized is okay when you're coming to other people and you're not accepting them fully as they are in that moment and you're saying, no, you actually need to be this way in order for me to think that, like, this is okay, it almost creates, it or it can, not in every situation, it depends on the person, obviously, but it can create some cognitive dissonance between you and them because they don't like the way that you're making them feel. So then they're like, oh, this vegan, I don't, like, she's screaming at me, like, what's going on? And then that makes it even harder. And then similarly in in life in general, when there's differences between two people and you're focusing on that, it, you know, Democrat, Republican, black, white, this, that, we're creating so much division between one another and even, you know, vegan, non-vegan, instead of focusing on, okay, what common things can we agree upon? Like, okay, let's agree. Nobody wants to see animals suffer. Like nobody likes that. Like you don't want to support like animal abuse. You don't want that to have to happen. And trying to have a conversation where you're able to hold space for that person and genuinely listening to their point of view. Because sometimes I would let people talk and talk and then I would just come at them with, you know, because I know all these facts and my way is right and this and that. And I think something that I've learned recently is that there is no real right and wrong. There's just what we've created and opening up a conversation about, okay, why do you think this way instead of this is how it should be is can be a lot more productive and honestly enlightening because I'm able to, you know, hear other people's perspective um, and take that in and process it and genuinely having an open mind of like oh maybe I won't be vegan anymore after hearing this perspective and not being so attached with my ego that that's part of my identity that's something that I realized is oh I'm so attached to being vegan or being a a girl or being like from New Jersey even like just random things of your identity it's like oh that's not you and that's not that person either. Like, they're not their non-veganism. They're not wherever they're from or whatever they look like. Just And creating a space where you're able to discuss without being so attached to your egoic tendencies. If that, if that makes sense. I do hear what you're saying. I do. Starting from the first part of what you were saying, when you are taking in all of this suffering and yes. having no outlet to put it, it creates anger. It creates oh, yeah. resistance it cr- it makes you feel alone in the world and it's just not sustainable mm-hmm. and that's why a lot of activists burn out 
I think for the second part of what you're saying, I think finding a common ground and meeting people at that place is amazing. Will I be vegan forever? Yes, 100%. Whether I'm on my deathbed dying, I don't care. Like that is just something that I will always be. It's something that for me, it is right and wrong being like, I wouldn't want to kill anybody for my taste buds, Mm -hmm. for literally Mm -hmm. a a desire or pleasure alone. Now, Mm -hmm. listening to people and hearing what they have to say and making them feel heard does help to, we we want them as allies, right? So it does help to gain credibility in some sense and bring them Mm -hmm. over and be like, I hear you. Like I was there as well. I grew up eating meat all the time. Mm -hmm. I thought the same thing too at one point. And addressing things in a way that they don't feel necessarily attacked, but instead Mm -hmm. something where they can then come to the same conclusion at a certain point. I just, I don't think that there is a right way to kill in general. Yeah. No, no, I I agree. I I think... Except for survival, you know, but... Mm -hmm. I think there's the ultimate, you know, goal of... A lot of like religions and spirit type stuff, I think, is to end or reduce suffering as much as you can. And that's where I like stem a lot of my life actions towards is that. And of course, like veganism aligns with that. And I don't mean to say like, oh, I'm not going to be vegan. Because also when I come after I have like these where I try to open myself to other people, I will come back to myself and I'm like, oh yeah, this is me. Like, this is the life that I'm choosing to live. This is this person. Um, and trying to figure out too, like you said, with burnout and stuff and activism, how to actually process what you are putting yourself into in order to reduce the suffering. Sometimes you're creating suffering for yourself, which is still part of the collective, whether you like it or not, we're all connected in one way or another. And if you are not able to take care of your own needs first before trying to advocate for others, whether that be for animals or people or whoever, if you're not able to come from a space where you're taken care of, it's such a different energy, I found. It's like you're coming from, like, you have, like, one drop of water in your glass and you're like, here, please take it and you're like dehydrated and dying and gasping for water instead of if you have like a a shower go in in your bathroom and you're just filling up tubs and you're like here here you go here you go people are also much more wanting to receive that because they see that you are coming from a place of abundance instead of a a deficit oh my Um, god i think that was such a good way of describing it because i'm telling you a few weeks ago i was there I'm literally mm-hmm. on all of the shelter pages. Oh my God, which dog is going to die today? I got to pick one up. I was fostering a different dog every two goddamn weeks. Like I'm fucking going to protests every weekend. I'm like, I have no time for myself to actually work on healing or doing anything other than just like advocating for others. Meanwhile, I was dying inside and I still kind mm-hmm. of am. I feel very lost. And it's just now, maybe in the past few weeks where I'm like getting to the point where I'm like, I'm at that breaking point And I now need to start filling up my own tub because if I want to keep going and doing this in the long run and being a source of positivity and information, something that people are drawn to, you know, and and share this awakening that you and I have both had. There's no other way to describe it than a spiritual awakening. It's, It's like a light bulb goes off. It's a connection that some people never get in their lifetime. Most people never get that in their lifetime. But when you really start to break down the facts, break down the science. And, and and I always say I'm vegan because I've allowed myself to see the footage that you refuse to watch. It's really that simple and it's painful. But once you reach that breaking point, it's like, okay, now it's time to work on me, Jamie. And and then yes. from there, I can then start to give, give, but also, you know, not give away everything. I still need to live and survive <laughs> on my course, own. You know, you almost get to this point where bad thoughts start coming into your head. And it's like, I can't deal with the suffering. I can't deal with this world. And it's it's mm-hmm. very scary because you could really go one or two ways. You can just sink deeper into that state of mind or come out of it. And you kind of, I felt like I didn't have control over that at one point. And thank God I was able to just kind of 
lift my spirits a little bit. And I think honestly, a lot of it is just backing away and not sometimes just not, um, seeing all the suffering all the time. Like I get it. I'm vegan. Mm -hmm. I know that that happens. That is why I am vegan. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and that's what made me (laughs) vegan. And I think it's important for people to see that, but it's not something that I need to just scroll all day long, watching a cow have its throat slit and head chopped off. It's violent and it's super cruel. And it almost like in a way kind of desensitizes you, but like in your subconscious, Mm -hmm. it's like ruining and eating you alive. You know, I wonder why all of a sudden I cry out of nowhere. And it's, it's because, you know, you take on Mm -hmm. so much of this trauma. And as you said, you feel their pain. You really do. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kylie and I, I don't think I fully explained in the beginning of this episode, we met at Rutgers. She was touring the school that I went to for college with her mom and her family. And I was actually doing an animal rights protest with like two other people. It was just us outside the pig farrowing house where they just confine the animals to a gate basically. And I was holding up a sign that said, why love one and kill and eat another? And it was a dog and a pig. And we were outside and we chalked up the whole area and we wrote, um, there is suffering inside. And we pointed inside the thing and we kind of caused a little bit of ruckus and a scene. And you walked over and you were like, oh my God. You were like, are you vegan? Yeah, I, like, I gotta go to school here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, I need to go to school here now. Um, and meanwhile, everybody else is like, I have no interest. <laughs> I'm never yeah, going to Rutgers. I talk the other way. I'm like, hi, Hi. Nice to meet you. Right, right. And that's how we met. And then you ended up coming to Rutgers. Mm-hmm. I was three years older. And and mm-hmm. we joined the Veg Society together and, and the yoga club. And it was just kind mm-hmm. of this like big little sister relationship that I I brought you to your first slaughterhouse vigil. And mm-hmm. um, it was like an awakening for both of us in so many ways. Um, but to see how 100%. you've grown from that little girl that was, you know, just curious and kind of you felt alone a little bit. And I remember when you were going through your relationship struggles and you just were like, I feel so lost and so lonely to now you're like this confident person that is is comfortable in yourself, in your in your life, in your environment. And I, I just I, I so clearly see that shift in you. Thank you. So I, I like that was very moving to hear you talk about because honestly, I don't tend to see myself from like that's that point of view that I'm sure you can see me and it is very heartwarming to hear like our experiences together and over the years shifts that have happened within both of us is so beautiful um and I did want to I wanted to touch upon you talking about um everything that you're taking in right I at one point I had to unfollow PETA I followed PETA because I was like I want to see this right but then I'm just sitting scrolling on Instagram you know in class whatever doing my thing and yeah I'm like how many more bags of chickens do I need to see like suffocated or slow throat slit or like this or that and I realized you know this me like consuming this is not helping anybody or anything it's all it's doing is yeah one desensitizing me to it to it because you you're forced to you're not able to feel those emotions in the moment for the most part and then two putting that into into your subconscious and I would have dreams about it you know like just I would randomly yeah get crying spurts angry this and that and I've translated it almost to not just with the animal stuff but also even like for example euphoria like everybody's been watching and stuff and I I tried watching it and watching the suffering that these other people are enduring I'm like ah like I can like why am I putting myself through this other person's pain that it's just other people can handle it and I think that's something that I'm trying to learn in regards to energy and how to be in this world and I think something that activists and people that are you know fighting for things that they know are right can really benefit from is trying to learn how to be in touch with your own energy and knowing okay this isn't mine I don't have to take this on especially for people that are naturally very empathic or highly sensitive. It's just, you almost feel like it's out of your control. It's like, oh no, like I have to feel this. And like, that's part of a being, being a human being to a certain extent. And it's beautiful, but a lot of times it's inconvenient and can 
be a lot to have the weight of the world like on your shoulders and I think realizing that you don't have to carry that burden around in order to still make positive change in the world like you don't you don't have to look at all of it you don't have to let it in and break your heart every single time or or you know watching the news right now I just I don't and maybe that's unethical but I'm like I I'm doing everything that I can to you know help but taking this in and watching other people suffer is only gonna bring my vibrations down and is not gonna you know I I pray for people like I, I I try to send my energy good energy outwards but anything that I feel is bringing me down I try my best to protect myself from in one way or another and that's an act of love for your yourself at the end of the day what I'm trying to learn to do honestly I you really took the words out of my mouth when you were talking about the 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 levels of empathy and being like highly sensitive and I think that's part of the reason that we're both vegan is because we've we took on these feelings of the animals we put ourselves in their shoes and I'm like well if I don't want this Mm -hmm. shit happening to me like I don't want it happening to anybody else you know and and feeling that empathy for others I think is just a character trait that maybe we were just born with I don't know Mm -hmm. and it's it's a blessing Mm -hmm. and a curse because it, you become so highly sensitive and it, it you almost, it's like, it's, it's so hard to take the weight of the world, um, onto your, uh, shoulders, honestly. So I, I think you bring up such a, a good point with that. And I do want to play a devil's advocate in one way, which is when we totally remove ourselves from seeing any of the suffering, I have found that you almost start to believe it's not happening or that things are getting better mm-hmm. or that we don't need to keep advocating or speaking up. And part of the reason mm-hmm. that I always watch these videos is to like keep reigniting that fire and to keep myself and my passion alive. Not for me, but for the animals. And I think finding a mm-hmm. balance between those two and being like recognizing this is still happening at a scale larger than it has ever happened before it is animals are the amount of animals being killed for food is just growing and yeah and and to recognize that and to be like I still have so much work to do but in order to keep doing that work I also have to heal myself and maybe it's not watching it every day but it is holding that awareness that this is still a huge problem And, you know, I don't like going to, you know, shelters and volunteering my time with animals. I don't necessarily like dealing with, with even going to vigils and rescuing animals and taking them off trucks and risking my own freedom because, you know, you'll literally be thrown in jail. I don't like it, but it, it is something that does separate us from like, and, and it brings us to reality of realizing, all right, like. I still have work to do. Like, you know, there is time to take breaks and to heal yourself, but also staying active, whether that is chalking up Rutgers University like we would do, just even whether it's Mm -hmm. choose love and peace, you know, stop killing animals or whatever that saying is that you write. It's just doing something to help better the world and to raise consciousness and I look back at myself, you know, five, 10 years ago before I had made this connection, even just to spirituality, I wish that I had come across somebody on social media or even somebody in person that was just at least gave me a little bit of like a, a hint, a light bulb, like throw mm-hmm. little seeds, plant seeds and let people come to it themselves. But to stay active and to keep doing things. Like, guys, this is, if you are listening to this, please, 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 just if if it means going out into Washington Square and giving free hugs. I mean, I don't know how you feel about that with COVID, but, (laughs) but, but, and, and just being like, choose, choose love and peace. Or, or, Or maybe it's holding a sign that says, you know, um, our planet is dying, like, and animal agriculture causes X, Y, and Z. I mean, just, even handing out flyers and information, but also protecting yourself in. So that was kind of like my devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I appreciate that. You're not even not even the devil's advocate. I, I, I think that that is part of it because there's a balance, right, of, you know, needing to be 
internal and then also external in this world because you know there's so many different facets of the self that exist and learning how to take care of each one and even the the spark that is within you that desire to help others and to end suffering and that that is a part of you that also needs to be fed you know at the end of the day that's like a human need is to and it feels good to help others and to be that energy out in the world and I think it's a it's a combo because again with the water example you got to make sure that you have enough and are able to protect your own energy and not not completely renouncing the entire world and saying oh I can't I can't take this on but being able to almost be there while still having almost like a shield a lot of times I'll do um visualizations meditations where you are able to put like really like light energy aura fields around yourself and I'll have days where I do it days where I don't and they are kind of very different energies or where I'm keeping it in my mind you know I'm at the store I'm feeling overwhelmed because I can feel whoever is around me and yada yada and then I'm like okay let me just visualize this like bubble and realizing that you have your own internal energy that nobody can touch that that is yours to keep and that you can feed that just with your own feelings and thoughts and vibrations you have the power to change that and no matter where you are you could be in the middle of you know a a slaughterhouse and taking that in and realizing okay at the end of the day I still have this inner peace even though the world is horrible and scary and like literally I'm, I'm staring at death you can stare death in the eye and still be able to have somewhat of a level of inner peace, which sounds a little weird at the end of the day, but it's possible. And yes, it's it's survival to a certain extent. Yeah, because I mean, really, you could go down a rabbit hole. The world does fucking suck. It's just a fact. I mean, there is so much suffering, but we can't save everyone and we can't do everything. But mm-hmm. the one thing that we can do is heal ourselves to a certain extent and just be a ray of light and a a way to guide people to help wake up the world. There's so many things Mm -hmm. that I want to learn. And I think the key to just intelligence in general is to be open-minded and to keep learning. I mean, you know, I don't, I I don't, I'm not an expert on world on wars and like what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And you look at the, I mean, it's a, it's a human rights crisis. What's going on right now yeah. and figuring out how I can help, what I can do, how I can spread awareness. I mean, it's a never ending thing of, of being a social justice advocate and leader or whatnot. But I, I, I really, mm-hmm. I hope that this is a helpful podcast episode for you guys to at least start to become aware of, of some of these negative thoughts and, and, you know, maybe it's, it, it, this is a awakening to start to practice exercises that heal yourself. So why don't you talk about your routines? Like, what do you stick to? Give us a list of books. I want books. I want okay. routines. I want like journal prompts, like really break it down. I even want okay. skincare and like teas or elixirs that you do. Okay. Let's see. That's, there's, there's a lot. So I would say my daily practice I'll just go through like my day I ideally of course you know I'm a human being sometimes I wake up and I don't do all these things whatever I fall into old habits but I tend to um before getting out of bed like when I awaken kind of just feeling the inside of my body if that makes sense like okay like what does the inside of like my hands feel like the inside of my arms my chest my legs my face like kind of connecting to that and filling it all up with like light before I even get out of bed, before I even look at anything. Um, I would fall back asleep, but it's becoming present. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Just slowly, like not because a lot of times I feel like, especially if you have like an alarm or something, you're like jolted awake and you're like, okay, I'm in this human life now. I got it. And then your mind's racing of all these different things you got to do. And it's nice to just give yourself a moment and feeling that. And then, um, I will, it, de- it depends on the day, like when I'll end up doing this, but I'll make my bed. And while I'm doing that, I'll listen to like affirmations. Um, I actually made my own, like wrote down my own and then recorded them. <laughs> and then I listened back to it. 
Um, That's awesome. Something, yeah. an affirmation would be you just saying, I am beautiful. I am light. Love comes to me. Money follows me wherever I go. Whatever it is that mm-hmm. you need to hear, because what ends up happening is the more you say it, the more you start to believe it, and the more you're able to manifest it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally, it's crazy. The The law of attraction and what what you feel and think will come back to you, because that is just how the world works, and I've seen it, and it honestly scares me, but in the most beautiful way. But so I'll start with that. Um, I like to journal too, especially if I've had dreams, I'll try to, you know, get that out. Um, I typically the night beforehand, I'll kind of write like a plan out for myself for the day of like things that I want to do. Um, and I'll kind of look at that. I'll have, um, I take some like herbal supplements in the morning instead of like, uh, anxiety, depression medication along with like herbal teas which I can like I want you to break it down what what is that okay okay so I ashwagandha is one um bacopa is another one and then trif trifala is another one those are two like uh, ayurvedic like medicine type things and I mean I'm sure a bunch of other cultures have used that um and then saint john's wort and skullcap are also two herbs but I have them in like raw herb form that I'll make like teas out of those are really good for anxiety depression um I mean all herbs have their own healing effects but so I'll kind of just make some type of tea with whatever I'm feeling and like depending on where I'm at in my cycle too I'll, I'll mix something up for myself do you have a resource of like where people can look up herbs or learn more about them sure yeah yeah I will give you some uh websites I'm not sure the exact name some of them are on some websites some of them others but for the most part if you look up you know like chamomile like benefits and this and that and it'll kind of break it down for you but the, and I'm still you know I'm kind of baby herbalism. I'm still getting into it. And there's some herbs that you have to be a bit more cautious with, especially if you're on medication. Um, but it's it's good to start with a few and just incorporating. Uh, what are they? Quadriceps yeah. or whatever the hell. Sorry, that was probably a muscle, but <laughs> what's it no, called? No, no, no. Uh, Mushrooms? like um they yeah mushrooms like ashwagandha I said quadriceps but that's not what I mean what (laughs) (laughs) what's it called (laughs) I I I wish I could know what you're talking about but I (laughs) I'll try to put this in the show notes you guys (laughs) I'm gonna ask Um, I don't know I got nothing so there's there's so many different plants that can be used as medicine. So I try to incorporate that into my practice. I try not to I also have been doing like intermittent fasting cuz I feel like that's what works best for my body is to not eat until maybe like 11:30, 12 and then I'll kind of try to stop around like 7:30, at night. Um but it it depends on the day. But so that's kind of my morning thing and I also have a list by my bed. I I have like so many different, you know, sacred spaces in my room, but right by my bed, as soon as I wake up, I have a list of more like affirmations and then um, a big list of everything that I'm grateful for. And then um, kind of goals that I have just generally. Um, And then, yeah, so after doing all that, even if you guys write the night before take out a pen and paper you don't even have to have Mm -hmm. a damn notebook just write down three things that you're grateful for that happened during the day and and you'll realize that so Mm -hmm. many things slip by your mind you don't even think like oh like the lady that smiled at me the lady that smiled at me like on the bus you know I'm grateful for that Mm -hmm. and there's little things that slip by but it gives you a sense of gratitude and appreciation for things that you wouldn't normally Mm -hmm. have that for a hundred percent and I think it's it's an active practice that you have to do until it becomes habit. And it's hard because our brains are hardwired in a way evolutionally to seek out danger and figure out, okay, what happened? This and that. And like, so yeah, you're thinking constantly, anxiety, past stuff. How do I, you know, this happened and you're playing it over and over again instead of trying to put on a different filter almost. It's like we you have a certain lens that you're looking at your day at or that you're seeing things through and that does become your reality and you can put on a different lens and see it in a completely different way and then that becomes your reality the reality doesn't always necessarily change physically I think a lot of people think oh yeah I'm gonna manifest this completely different life which you can but I think it's in a very different way than people think it's it's in a way that you are feeling 
end, which does attract different things externally, but it's a, it's a weird relationship. But, um, in, back in regards to like my daily practices and stuff. So I kind of, with the morning, that's kind of a thing and just embodying that I'll, I'll try to do like a mini, um, like I said, I haven't really been meditating recently, but I've been finding that yoga, stretching, getting in touch with my body, that has been very useful because especially anybody that's been through any type of trauma, feeling safe again in your body is something that's very difficult. So moving with it and trying to, you know, see what feels good has been very beneficial for me. Um, and then I'll kind of, you know, do my human tasks that I have to do, laundry, schoolwork, drive here or there. Um, and... But while I'm doing those things, I do try to, like, find the the joy in them. Like, every time I'm driving, that is, like, my time. I put on either something, like, that I want to listen to, podcast-wise, audible-wise, or even if it's music, people will see me in my car and think I'm crazy because I'm, like, singing my heart out. I am just so happy to be there. Like, even if it's raining, whatever. I mean, there's sometimes where I use my car as like a therapy thing and I'm crying and I'm listening to sad music, but also that's beautiful because it's all just an expression of human emotion. But, um, so I try to throughout my daily tasks, have a level of seeing the beauty in it. Even, you know, you're doing the laundry. People will look at me like I'm crazy. I'm looking at the detergent. I'm like, wow, this is so like, <laughs> this is so pretty. And they're like, is she on, is she on something? Is she okay? And trying to admire those little things, even just the colors. I'm like, wow, this plant in front of me is like green. Like the fact that I can even see colors, that is something that I'm so grateful for that I have these human eyes and hands and taste buds and, you know, trying to just appreciate the day as it comes. And then in regards to like in your, in your car, I just want to, if, if there's like three or, you know, sure, one or sure. yeah, resources that you like to listen to. Um, I like Ram Dass as a spiritual teacher. Um, there's also, there's another one that it was like an ABC news host that had a panic attack on live TV. He, um, created a, a podcast and a, uh, an app and I think books and stuff called 10% Happier. That's really cool if you're more like analytical and um, need it kind of phrased in a better way. And he has people on the podcast that are like meditation um, teachers and stuff and they have really cool tips. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I like to listen to. Do you just Google? Do you have a specific? I like yoga for Adrian on YouTube. She's great. Yeah, I, do, I like her and I like Boho Beautiful. I've been trying to find somebody that's more like connected to the actual um, roots of the practice. But I also like to a lot of times not even follow a video. I'll kind of just feel what my body needs at the time and like stretch and kind of breathe with that. But sometimes I'll follow, you know, there's there's really good ones that they all have on their page and you can look up for, you know, specific back pain, anxiety, whatever you're I think getting in touch with your body, figuring out what it needs, and then figuring out, okay, how can I provide this to myself? I can either do it on my own, or I can have somebody guide me through it. Sometimes that's the path of least resistance is just following. Um, but yeah, I would incorporate that into my, a lot of my, my morning and night practices are what keep me grounded throughout the day, I would say. Like something that I start the day with, and then I end the day with, and then I'm able to be like a human being in between, but like in the morning and the night, I'm able to kind of connect to that spiritual essence that we all have running through us. And, um, so at night, yes, a hundred percent. So then at night, um, I'll try to, you know, wind down. Oh, also in the mornings, I try to stay away from screen time as well. Try to not be on my phone. Um, that's hard. Very hard. It's like the first thing that I look at when I wake up. Yeah. And that's the first thing that I think most people do. And it's very difficult. But so I'll keep my phone on airplane mode and do not disturb after I go to bed, because that way in the morning, there's no notifications. Um, and I also I have a Fitbit. So like if I need an alarm or something, I'll synchronize it with that. And it's a much like gentler awakening. It'll just vibrate on your wrist. And that'll that at least wakes me up. Um, and so that way I don't have to look at my phone for my alarm. I don't have any notifications. There's no reason to look at it right away. So I'll try to, you know, do these affirmations and gratitude and kind of connecting with something before I open myself up to taking in all this media. Cause yeah, when it's the first thing, something that I realize that's really scientifically important is that when you are getting up, your brain is still somewhat in a certain brain wave from sleep within the first like five ten minutes and that's why I like to connect to my energy while I'm still 
in my bed and, you know, feeling welcoming in like good feelings and stuff because when your brain is in those waves you're still somewhat connected to your subconscious and you're able to manipulate it in a much easier fashion than you would you know midday if that makes sense so the the door is a lot more open i know that there's ayurvedic uh ways of like when you're when you wake up when you go to sleep there's some people stick to a pretty strict routine i i I can't with my lifestyle right now like Sometimes I'm up at 6 a.m. Sometimes I'm up at 8.30 or 9. Not too late ever, but do you have, like, a specific time that you wake up? Um, I do not. And I would say also it's a lifestyle thing right now. And I, I have a roommate, too, and a cat that will occasionally – she woke me up this morning. Like, you know, stuff happens. Um, But I do try to stick to, like, trying to get, you know, at least, like, seven hours, eight hours of sleep as much as I can. Drinking um, a lot of water is a good tip, too drinking yes hydrating yourself in in that way um and yeah I drink a lot of like tea throughout the day I also I'll make myself like a morning tea and then at night I'll also make myself a night tea with like lavender chamomile hops lemon balm they're all fairly like sedative and that kind of you know so do you add these raw herbs into like a a little teacup thing or are you like a strainer or do you have it like already pre-packaged so I have them all raw. Yeah. So I'll boil water and then I'll like add them to that, let them steep for a bit. And then I do have like a mini strainer that goes over a like cup and then I'll pour that. And then, yeah, no, it, it's, it's great. It's really cool too. to, um, there is a place in Avon or Avon, I, people pronounce it differently. Um, but it's called, uh, the seed, seed apothecary. And it's right next to Seed to Sprout. I don't know if you've ever been there before, but that's like a vegan restaurant for anybody that's wanting, you know, a whole health day. You can get the two. But um, anybody that is not in New Jersey, I highly recommend um, Mountain Rose Herbs. They're like all organic, um, really high quality herbs. But that's I like to, you know, go to somewhere that locally gets them. But um, that's if you're wanting it wherever you are. Mountain Rose Herbs is also a really good um, resource. Yeah. Um, and similar things at night, kind of like you said, going over the day, saying what you're grateful for. And I will try to do like, it's weird because I learned prayers kind of growing up, but not really. It was always like, God, give me this and <laughs> thanks. Um, but now, and in regards to like activism and stuff, I think this can be a way to send out that energy of saying, hey, like may, like, these animals like be well and like have the least amount of suffering and like may these people like that this is happening to like send them like love and I know it sounds crazy but there's stories and studies of the power of prayer on literally like medical patients that people didn't they didn't know that people were praying for them at all but their um, levels and well-being was higher than you know the control group of people that they weren't being prayed for and it's it, it's just crazy how everything is kind of connected you know it's right? you bring up a really good point too because sometimes they do group meditations like where mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of people will get together on a specific day a specific time and meditate mm-hmm. and you actually start to and- see the levels of crime go down i mean it's insane i'm so glad you brought that up i know it's crazy crazy I know. And that's, it's, it's, it's really cool to realize, okay, like we have that power, like that is there within every single one of us to be able to make that type of change in the world. And like, like inner peace can reflect to be out outer peace and world peace is like, literally I see it as possible. And I'm just so grateful that you are on this journey with me and are wanting to share this with other people and empowering them in this way and sharing the knowledge and I'll for sure um make a list of you know things to give you in the uh show notes and all that of all my little things that I can't remember the names of (laughs) why don't you just share where everybody can find you and if they have any questions where they can reach out to you pimp yourself out sure sure I mean (laughs) I wouldn't really say I have that much of like a platform uh at all but my Instagram is just kylie k-y-l-e-e dot strasser um and you can always dm me with any type of questions that you have um i'm potentially going to try to start being like on tiktok and sharing some of this information but i just have a lot that i need to plan and i'm still doing school and again trying to do that internal work before i feel like i can spread it too much but you know maybe this will be a uh, takeoff period right now for 
that I'm doing this and maybe I'll continue it with TikTok or other platforms and such but um I'll I'll let you know in the future if I add more. <laughs> so helpful. So helpful and you know really know that because I think you can really help a lot of people what you experienced and what you've described throughout this episode. I think so many people are going through and have dealt with mm-hmm. a lot of those hardships and so you know if I I think sharing some of that on social media is is going to be amazing but at your own pace you know this was awesome and guys please leave feedback i want to hear what you think about this episode i want to start doing more healing spiritual episodes that are beneficial that um hopefully can make a difference so without further ado kylie thank you so much again i love 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 you (laughs) thank you so so much for having me it has been a pleasure just to talk to you and whoever is listening i wish you the absolute best with everything i'm always here please feel free to reach out and um yeah hope you all have a great day life journey etc and i'm at jlo kurtz you guys know you can reach out to me anytime i'm pretty good at getting back and if you want more episodes like this let me know and uh thanks so much for listening bye recording stopped oh my god So many gems. (laughs)